Hey guys, welcome to today's episode with artist Elena Oleander. She's a visual artist originally from Minnesota, now residing in Jacksonville, Florida. Welcome, Elena. Hey, thank you for having me today. I'm so excited to talk to you. I've known Elena for a little bit. She's amazing. We have some of her pieces hanging in our, in our house, so I can definitely attest to um, her um, talent for sure. I stare at her pieces every day while I drink my <laughs> coffee. <laughs> But I kind of wanted to get into, you know, maybe the beginning of your career, kind of how you got into art, um, kind of how you found your artistic voice, if you kind of want to want to go down that line for a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, as a child, I spent a lot of time alone because uh, I have eight siblings, all of which are 10 years my senior and up. So really, I consider myself growing up as an only child. I led a totally different childhood than they did, not just generationally, but in terms of uh, not having siblings around. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, I spent a lot of time alone, and in that time alone, I really just made art. I like to draw and I like to read. That's what I did for fun. So. Uh, Growing up, I didn't have any formal classes until about high school age. Uh, my sister, one of my sisters, got non-Hodgkin's disease and she was very ill. And I was the only person who was able to kind of just leave everything behind with, with no responsibilities and uh, help them out. And she lived in Kansas and Kansas is uh, <laughs> the Midwest first of all. Yes, I'm from the Midwest <laughs> as well, so I definitely can relate. But also, it's uh, really got a lot of funding for public education. Mm -hmm. So they had tons of foreign languages, they had tons of art classes, and I decided to, to take some. Uh, and I found myself really exploring art, but the timing of moving to Kansas was really a difficult time in my life because I just turned 14 years old. Literally that day, I got on a flight and went to Kansas. Wow. But my father and mother divorced when I was about eight and I moved to Jacksonville when I was 10. And uh, my mother decided to move to Florida, A, because she was sick of Minnesota cold winters, <laughs> and also because she wanted to get away from my father and have a new beginning. Uh, coming up in April is the Surviving to Thriving exhibit, and uh, I will be submitting three pieces for that. But with that comes the public announcement of things you've been through in life. Right. And uh, that's a little bit nerve-wracking for me, but it's also important to bring awareness that people could feel less alone in things that they've been through that are traumatic. And it looks like this year the exhibit will be held at the Yellow House. And it is essentially women who have undergone uh, sexual abuse mm -hmm. in many forms and using art as uh, a means to express where they are in their healing process. So um, not a lot of people know this about me, but uh, my father sexually abused me as a child. So. Uh, that really, I think, was the driving force for me to find art mm -hmm. and kind of work through those emotions. And uh, yeah, what I've noticed 
about your work recently without knowing that information was there's sort of a theme that I see and it's this girl and it's and she comes in lots of different forms Mm -hmm. is that sort of do you feel like some of that sort of self-portraits of you or is it absolutely yeah I that's what I was wondering it's like I see this woman and she paints women Mm -hmm. um, particularly Japanese women yeah um, and they're beautiful but they're they're not happy yeah but they're not sad they're kind of in the middle (laughs) it's kind of how I take them yeah and but they're beautiful and you can tell that there's emotion you know behind them so how did you get to that woman how did you I mean when did you really start painting that woman and do you feel like that is kind of your I hate to say style right now but sort of maybe your your main theme at the at the moment in the journey of artwork let's say from high school I did a lot of portraits and mixed media stuff and just kind of exploring to find what it is that I wanted to talk about Mm -hmm. in my work and be expressive, and I always had uh, some kind of affinity for Japanese culture and their artwork and uh, their language. I did take two years of Japanese language when I did live in Kansas because it was offered there. Uh, And I bought a nice camera because I wanted to have nice pictures. (laughs) I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, It was probably very street photography-esque, and uh, I decided this is something I want to explore and so it took me away from like this tactile expression to something that was more reactionary and uh, you have a moment you know in more like a Cartier-Bresson sense is my approach Mm -hmm. and uh, in doing that I decided after I had my daughter, well, I should probably uh, do something with my life. <laughs> well, I think having a child is doing something, but but uh, I do understand where to... you're coming from. <laughs> <laughs> because before that, I was working in the service industry as a bartender, and I felt like I wasn't really going anywhere. But did you and... always have art as a part of your life, even when you were? No. So you did Okay. I think I got distracted. So beginning life creative, making art, kind Mm. of working through some of that, and then, you know, child, service industry kind of walked away and then... Came back to it. Came back, okay. So then I went to get my degree in in photography, and that took about four years, and uh, in that four years, I was still working at the bar, and after I finished cleaning everything, before we would open, I would paint these girls, Mm. like just illustrating these girls just as kind of a release uh, for me. And uh, over the time she started to develop and I realized that maybe I needed that four year hiatus photography really informed the way I looked at composition and lighting and things like that to kind of feed that back into this figurative illustrative work that I've kind of embraced that side of me I think, yeah, those girls are self-portraits to some degree, and I realized that it was super cathartic and healing for me to take that path, just on a personal level, and also, you know, sharing that with others and really connecting with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did your photography, I guess, I, I mean, I didn't know that you were 
um, I didn't know that you had a degree in photography, which is kind of cool. I mean, I had no idea. Um, and it's, I think the older I get in my career, I realize I fall into a lot of different categories yeah. where at the beginning it was only photography. It was the yeah. only thing I did and I never really went outside of that. And now I find myself going outside of that little box that I was in for so long. Yeah. And I do find that like, one informs the other and yes. it's really amazing and it's all creative expression and it yes. and it all kind of has its purpose and maybe you're not you know as good at one thing as you are at another but it doesn't matter to me at the end of the day it doesn't matter as long as you're creating creating and you're putting yourself out there yeah. i think that's sort of the most important part mm. and what i've seen from you recently is you've been putting yourself out there a lot so I guess talk about going from painting those girls mm. in the bar after hours to <laughs> now, to me, you're a full-time artist yeah. promoting and working every day, I would assume. Yeah, every chance that I get. I mean, there's motherhood, so of course her needs come before mine, like picking her up from school and working on homework and dinner and bath time and reading time and spending time. <laughs> yes. So once she goes to bed, her bedtime is 8.30 on the dot since she was probably two years old. Mm -hmm. So that's been great. So I can really set aside some time for myself. And then I really work uh, anytime after 8.30 to whatever time I feel like going to sleep or sleeping at all. <laughs> <laughs> Are there some nights you don't sleep? Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I could not. It's uh, interesting. I definitely crash afterward, but... I'm like, if I don't have <laughs> seven to eight hours, it's like I'm not even functioning. Mm, I think uh, the older I get, the harder that is to do yeah. and recover from. Uh, and I feel the same way about maybe drinking, and, and I think <laughs> that's why I really felt compelled to leave the bar life behind. The money is really good, mm -hmm. you know, and it's immediate. But there's nothing like being able to express yourself and then have people value that enough to want to invest in you. I think, I don't do it for the validation, I do it for the connection. Mm -hmm. So that's been a nice transition. I think about six to eight months ago is when I really made the decision to say, okay, I'm no longer gonna do bar life I think I'm just tired and so were you working at a bar up up until yeah about maybe a year ago okay I finally walked away and uh, it was hard it was a little scary I thought yeah I'm gonna be making this work and I'm not gonna make a living from it right I'm just gonna be here in my own world mm -hmm. and probably it won't last long and I'll end up having to go back to the bar to make money but it didn't work out like that at all. I realized that if you put all of your effort and hard work into this thing, then good things can come from that. I agree. And having a good heart and, you know, being able to connect with people and, you know, Elena is super likable. If you've ever <laughs> met her in person, she's like one of the sweetest people. Thank you. I know. <laughs> and and it does make a difference. I mean, you want to buy art from people that you respect and that you and that you like and yeah. you know that you know. I think that really helps connect with the person, um, you know, through their art by also knowing them. Yes. I remember um, 
My husband and I had taken a trip to Savannah for my mm. birthday. Oh, yeah. And that was, <laughs> it was really funny. We had been out, you know, we had a couple of cocktails and we had, I think, come back to the hotel room and I was on Instagram and Elena had posted a picture of one of her prints, but it was in a way where she had taken a stock photo of like a frame hanging on a wall and she put the print in the frame, if that makes sense, like superimposed it in Photoshop. So you could see what the print might look like mm. on a wall. Yes. And to me, as a visual person, it was like so powerful because you're like, oh, okay, now I see what it looks like versus just a picture of the print. Right. And you're like, oh, I see what it looks like framed. That looks really nice. And then I was like, well, fuck it. It's my birthday. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to message Elena. <laughs> and we, and I think I ended up buying two pieces that night. Yeah. And then. Too. Thank you. No, it was beautiful. <laughs> it was like, but the thing is, is me personally, I've never purchased artwork. Oh, Only my husband really? has purchased all of the artwork. I feel so honored. <laughs> but I said, no, I want to get this. And so like, you know, I messaged her and we, you know, the transaction was super easy and it was like, great. And I, you know, it was just very professional. And I think, Aww, you know, you. another thing we wanted to touch on or we can touch on a little bit is sure. like, you know, handling yourself as an artist can be difficult because no one really teaches you how to be a business and yeah. how to run yourself that way. And um, it's not always easy. <laughs> so no. um, I just I, I just admire the way that you, you know, handle handle that, I guess I could say. And it made me a happy buyer. And then we came back again. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, that's how you have, I think that's how you build you know, lifelong clients. Would yeah. you disagree or agree? Oh yeah, uh, I agree. I think uh, not every artist, you're right, is able to, you know, just jump on board with marketing and promotion mm -hmm. and business practices and invoices and other things that are a little bit uh, not part of expression. Right. <laughs> right. No, it's like so, it's like, it's crazy. And like social mm. media is like a whole different animal that like every artist needs, but not yes. every artist wants to do. It's true. And I think uh, it's a great tool. And I think for me personally, because I have that photography background and those Photoshop skills, I'm able to apply that to, okay, if, if I put myself in the shoes of someone who's looking at my work, I would want to see how it would look in my house. I guess you're a great example it of works. that. It, it works. And uh, and I had frames at home. Like, oh, you I, had, I had tons of <laughs> Ikea frames. And if anyone, like, I know Ikea is not the best, but yeah, if, if you're buying art and you don't have a big budget, go to Ikea because the frames are so simple. They're very contemporary. They're yes. not expensive. And I immediately was able to put her print on the wall without <gasps> thinking about it. Mm. Because of course, art, sometimes you buy it and it sits around forever yes. because printing is so, or I'm sorry, framing can be so expensive. It's true. But and that's it, a good place. It, it is. I went there the other day and they have a variety yes. of sizes, including the mat. So that was super surprising. Yours was matted. So the size print I bought from you, I think was eight by 11. I think it's a 11 by 14. Okay. It was 11 by 14 and the, and the frame was 11 mm. by 14 and it had a mat. 
but okay. how Elena does a lot of her prints are there's a lot of white space mm -hmm. around the um, image. So the mat actually was maybe, you know, five by seven or six by eight or something. So it was a much right. smaller cutout and it fit perfectly wow. over. That's good. Yeah. So honestly, <laughs> like, I'm sure she no, didn't. I want to see it. <laughs> she didn't plan that, but um, mm. it, it worked out perfect. Okay. So. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even for my own business practices, that's good to know. Yes. It's, I mean, from the artist standpoint, it is hard to invest in, in framing for exhibitions, for example, and really displaying your work in a more professional way or even an experimental way. You can make that choice as an artist, but if you want to take that route, you can choose something that's more cost effective. So I wanted to kind of get into a little bit about your process for people who haven't seen your work. Um, I guess, how do you create the images that you do? Like what's your medium? What, you know, yeah. where do you find your inspiration and kind of how do you, how do you begin? Okay. I know it's like a very <laughs> wide open question, but. That's okay, yeah. Uh, I think if I'm, you know, in my studio, I th I'm usually inspired by all the anime that I've watched in the last 15 <laughs> years. <laughs> I do love my anime, but uh, also just Japanese culture. My daughter is half Japanese, so one thing that really drives me is to be able to share that culture and tradition with her and kind of the mythology stories and and just anything that having to do with it since she's removed from that and uh, being you know half Chinese and, and half Norwegian I didn't really get that from my parents they didn't share that but I there was definitely an interest and I wish that I had you know gotten more of that uh, at a younger age so I'd like to do that for her. And what a great way to be able to do that in, in a visual sense, right? And it's something that's empowering like a, a female figure uh, since she is a girl. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's kind of my drive and motivation and inspiration behind my work. But as far as the medium, I kind of been experimenting lately. It started out with more expressive watercolor, and archival ink stuff and now it's kind of transformed into me being obsessed more with detail and structure and I've been the latest series that I did for some in substance exhibition at the space gallery this uh, about a week ago uh, that work I tried out birch wood panels and that was not a forgiving medium to work with when it comes to acrylic and ink and wood. I really wanted to put a, a layer of resin over everything to really make mm. the colors pop, but still show that wood grain in a more rich and glossy texture, which is uncharacteristic of my work. It's actually quite uh, muted in colors and usually uh, soft, I would say. Personally, I don't know if that's true, yeah, but I, could, I think so. <laughs> I could see that. But yeah, this is a change and I really just didn't have enough time. I think I worked uh, from the first things first exhibit at the Carpels in January. Once that show ended, I moved right into the work for Summon in Substance and I had like exactly five and a half weeks to do seven pieces and of stuff that I'd never done before. So it was super challenging. Like, I didn't know if I could make it some days, <laughs> but uh, I came through and, yeah, that process is just totally different, but I do enjoy it. 
I think I'm gonna explore it more. The wood? Yeah, the I think wood. it could be really cool to see it, especially with resin. Yes. That could so, be amazing. Yeah, I think for what's coming up next, which doesn't have a date. <laughs> yes, mystery. <laughs> yes, a, a mystery thing that will be a collaborative effort, but also kind of a solo exhibition with you at Space 42, <laughs> maybe near the end of summer. Uh, I think I will explore that resin process and mash up between art and technology and my ramen girls and that narrative. So, What has been the biggest, I guess, learning experience in this process of now focusing full-time on art and where, you know, where do you hope to go with it? I have some kind of loose plans to move my work outside of Jacksonville, not because I don't think there's a market here, because I do think there is. I think it would be beneficial for me to look at other cities where my work and narrative may resonate with them pretty quickly. Right. Um, like for example, LA or San Francisco, they have a really large Asian community and you know the food there is, there's a lot of ramen. <laughs> <laughs> And perhaps it may, may resonate with them. There's a lot of more, more illustrative artists working in the fine art vein that I don't necessarily see, at least here in Jacksonville, a whole lot of illustrators that work in the gallery scene. They may work professionally for a corporation or they may, you know, move to Orlando and do kind of animation illustration stuff there. But I don't think that's necessarily the direction I want to take. So, yeah, I think moving my work somewhere else just to expand would be ideal. I agree. And then the other part of that was, I guess, what's been the biggest oh, yes. challenge, challenge for you so far? Or I guess the biggest learning experience. Yeah, I think uh, the biggest learning experience would probably be that Sometimes it is about who you know for a lot of things either in the community or elsewhere. So being involved, showing up, and being a part of the community locally is really important. Mm -hmm. I really believe that. Mm -hmm. You know, I go to other people's shows, I go to the Cultural Council's events, you know, and I do bring my daughter sometimes. It's okay to do that, I think. Yeah. Um, and exhibitions, just really networking with other people. You never know who you're going to meet and you know if they'll like your work and kind of push you along somewhere else that maybe you didn't even expect. Right. Yeah. I think that's amazing. Thank you. No, thank you. That's, I think <laughs> that's all I have. What is the best way for people to reach you? The, Instagram? The best way is probably Instagram because I'm most active there since it's more of a visual social media platform. And what's your um, handle? My handle is at Elena underscore Olander. Okay, cool. And we'll definitely um, include that in the um, information so you guys will be able to find her work. And she's definitely really active on social, so you guys can definitely get a window into her process too. She posts mm -hmm. a lot of um, 
Instagram stories kind of in the studio and you can kind of see what she's up to. I'm really excited about the project that we have scheduled for later, which is Project X. <laughs> it is the secret project. Um, it's going to be really amazing and I think it's going to push boundaries and it's definitely going to be something really unique for the city and I'm so excited about it. Um, but again, thank you so much <laughs> for sitting down and chatting. Um, this was super enlightening. Um, if you guys have any questions for me, um, you guys can reach me at mail at michelle-calloway.com. And until the next one, thank you guys for listening. Thanks. Bye.